0: hey guys and welcome coach here hey i'm glad you took a couple of minutes this one's gonna be uh, not a super long one but it's going to be one that maybe some of you did never never really considered when you think of the term landscape makeover so you're considering a landscape makeover eh where did the a come from yeah i guess that's because maestro and i are kind of close to the canadian border right now that's probably it anyway this week we're going to discuss one big consideration if the home you are in is not your forever home plain and simple something to consider when you have a landscape makeover on the table we're going to think about landscaping for multiple function and for that day when you finally decide to throw that for sale sign in the yard again i'm glad you're here let's get going shall we hey i'm matt you can call me coach every friday i bring with me landscape diy education concepts and theories ideas and solutions so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself get professional results save a whole lot of money in the process and in this day and age be a lot more self-reliant man after a 20 plus year career in the green industry i'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that i want to share with you guys the new modern educated self-reliant homeowner of today okay welcome back so once again you're considering a landscape makeover for whatever reason it might be i've heard a thousand reasons you can definitely state that this is not not your forever home so what are some of the considerations you might keep in mind when planning out designing up and commencing on this home improvement endeavor well let me bring to bear a little bit of experience for you maybe it'll help you just a skosh experience has taught me to think of the sale regardless if that is in a month in a year or in a decade or somewhere in between Are you landscaping with that in mind? Many folks, and I mean many, gravitate towards what they and they alone want and need, and not for what might appeal to the masses when you decide to sell later on. In order to accomplish this, you must think along three avenues of thought. Are you ready? Number one is, Is what I'm changing and improving useful to many others, not just myself, who might lay their eyes on it in the future? Number two, are the dollars invested in this improvement reasonably assured to be recovered upon sale? And number three, is the location in the landscape and the improvement able to be tweaked just slightly? When sale times arrive, to generalize the area to appeal to a lot more than just yourself. Let me give you an example. And go back and listen to those three again, just to let it sink in a bit. But here's the example the neighborhood you live in is primarily and predominantly young working people with families, probably young families. You want to carve out a veggie garden in a backyard corner somewhere on your property veggie gardens are relatively a low cost however a low return on investment when sale time comes about so consider satisfying your want and your need for the vegetable garden then have a plan b and have the ability to revert the area back to a more appealing space when you go for sale for instance if you know your neighborhood is what it is then maybe a play area for children or a sitting area for somebody that wants to have an area of the yard to go read and relax etc see what i'm saying so it kind of has to have a a multiple face type of area so when you're ready to sell you can scratch out the vegetable garden maybe take out the split rail fence around it or whatever kind of throw some pavers down maybe log it in and put in bark and stuff and you have a play area or you have a sitting area and then when people come to see it they go aha that's a nice usable area however however a majority of people that come to buy your home Young professionals with young kids and a dog, etc. Very low percentages of those folks go, Oh, thank God it has a vegetable garden. No, we want to appeal to the 50% or more, not the 20% or less that are going to be traipsing through your home and yard looking to buy it. Okay, so when I used to consult with folks, this particular topic is one I dwelled on and explained when I was their designer. Many folks never really considered mid- or long-term goals of a landscape. They were kind of in the moment. They had dollars in their hands, you know, and they wanted that big landscape change for themselves and their wants and needs only. And so I would be talking to them, and their faces would be, They would be all corners up smiles to that of a look of what? What the? WTF coach, what are you talking about? We're talking about what we want. We're talking about what we want and and need right now. We have several thousands of dollars we want to give you to design this and build this for us. What are you talking about leaving already? Then, kind of, as I explained, they would usually say, huh, we really had not even thought of that or even along those lines. We were just thinking about what we wanted to do now. And that's okay if it's your forever house. Okay? But if it's not, if it's your first one and you know you're gonna have a move up, why would you spend $100,000 on it if you know you're gonna be gone in less than five years? unless your neighborhood could absorb and your return on investment would be there when you stick the sign in the front yard now let's think about another line of thought this is what i like to refer to as let's think about presentation present function and areas of responsibility what i mean by this is this presentation comes from visual appeal visual 100% visual presentation how does your landscape present itself not only to you now and quite possibly after the landscape makeover but just as importantly to others and a great way to gauge this is the neighborhood itself if when you're doing it and you get done and all your neighbors are ooing and awing, and oh my gosh what a difference oh my god it looks so good it's so brand new it's so colorful it's this that and the other thing then chances are it presents itself to others in a way that is appealing and that curb appeal is going to be paramount when the sign goes in the yard now as far as present function that surrounds what areas of the landscape perform what need or want for you now and what they could perform for others later on down the road for instance you have a small home maybe there's a it's a two bedroom one bath starter home for you and you have a small business and You work remotely, you work out of your home, but dang, there's just no space inside at all. So you decide to put a tough shed in the back, bring some electrical out to it, and you doll it up into a man cave or a she shed or a work area that uh, really is functional for you. Okay? The present function surrounds your wants and needs now. Can it be modified slightly? Because again, she sheds and man caves don't appeal to the masses. They appeal to only a small percentage. But can it be converted to an outdoor storage area? Maybe kind of gutted out a little bit and a nice blank space when you're presenting it for sale. And it's not your customized, personalized space that you used for work for the last three years. See what I'm saying? present function versus what it could present later on down the road. finally how about areas of responsibility in the landscape? that being areas of usefulness both now and later. when coming from a sale presentation all areas have to present at their peak and the areas of responsibility are areas where you entertain outside, you receive guests, you provide storage you have a dog run on the side of the, the house you have uh, an extra garage in the back these areas of responsibility can appeal to the masses when they're presented in such a way when coming from a sale presentation all areas have to be present and appealing and at their peak at their peak presentation. All areas outside, inside, top to bottom. I usually suggested when I consulted with folks when they're putting it on the market, I usually suggested the front yard always being a 10 out of 10. If you were going to do a landscape makeover and you're going to sell in eight months, let's put 70% of the dollars out in the front yard and then 30% of the dollars elsewhere. First impressions thing, right? that curb appeal that drive up with the agent and everybody looks at the potential property they're going to look at and they go oh my gosh wow okay i want to get out of the car now that is what your front yard area of responsibility is going to be it's a great first impressions thing i mean think about it at times when you bought your first or second home or whatever how many times did you drive up? and the agent goes okay we're here and you looked and you went uh yeah no you don't even get out of the car or if you do get out of the car the agent has cajoled you into thinking keep an open mind it's gorgeous inside drop a comment or let me know how many times you've heard that from real estate agents it's gorgeous inside they put a lot of flooring in the kitchen and living room yeah but the freaking front yard looks like dog crap plain and simple so 10 out of 10 is where the front yard should rank when people pull up now if it's a 10 out of 10 it should be a 10 out of 10 all of the time not just because you're putting it up for sale i'm a big proponent of always having the flagship of the neighborhood not the droll ugly house on the block and then you throw dollars at it because you're putting it on for sale nah just be a good homeowner have that front yard be a 10 out of 10 all the time it's the one that everybody points at when they're out walking okay now the backyard the backyard had to be a 9 out of 10 and highly presentable with the ability for people to see customization possibilities for themselves you may have it in a way that has worked for you up until last month when you decided yep we're selling we got to move work is calling us somewhere else whatever it might be so the backyard had to be tweaked back to a presentation sort of an area of responsibility sort of that other people can see oh well, heck yeah i can see the kids playing on that lawn i can see fido running up and down in a dog run at times or i can see swimming in the pool but we'll talk about pools here in a minute etc etc it has to appeal to the masses now the side yards <laughs> the dreaded side yards you gotta check out the youtube channel and the particular episode that i did on side yards The side yards have to be usable. They have to be usable. They should be usable now. They really should. You should have them. They're not a junk collector, etc. They're an area that performs the functions of a navigation from front to back and ease of navigation. Not doing the old sideways shuffle past the junk that's stacked up next to the fence, etc. etc but ease of navigation and that that might be just on one side maybe the other side is a little bit of storage for now but come sale time all that clutter and all that crap has got to go plain and simple i was never big on clutter and crap to begin with you know maestro and i kind of lived by the premise that if we haven't used that stuff in the last 12 months we must not need it and oftentimes it went bye-bye yeah so we kept it kind of clear and clean and when we put weed patch ranch on put the sale sign out there we really didn't have a whole lot to do we really didn't i mean yeah i i put some color things up by the front door and i pressure washed the house and i had gone through and made sure that everything was everything and it presented well front back everything and didn't have to go through a whole lot because i enjoyed keeping it at that level to begin with something that you might want to consider it's so much cheaper and so easier to do a small amount of tweaking just to put a little lipstick on it rather than going oh man this thing's going to take twenty thousand dollars to fix up because i let it go for so long see what i'm saying so keep up on it from the beginning and you won't have that big lipstick bill when it's time to put a sign in the yard. now to be honest with you okay and totally transparent as a consultant and a designer most of my clients yards never hit a home run ever. i wouldn't have been there if they were already in the home run range right? There was always some part of the landscape or multiple parts of the landscape that was in dire need of improvement. It really was. This is where, as a designer, I would have to point out the obvious sometimes, point out the uglies, pull back the curtain on people's crap, and then, once it's exposed, offer some suggestions for improved form and function not only for them now but quite possibly down the road sometimes they saw the light and yeah, nah, there were the, there were those clients that just couldn't see the forest through the trees because that was their normal what do you mean i got a rat infested lumber pile that i haven't touched in 15 years what's the problem see what i'm saying so back to the eye-popping front yard an eye-popping front yard is always where i suggest bigger dollars were to be spent. satisfying that first sight curb appeal impression was everything. now i've sold my share of properties over the years and i know that through my own experience, personal and professional, when that place really shined in the front, you could kind of make up for shortcomings elsewhere. Then the backyard, I always made sure for a client it was always clean, healthy, safe, functioning, useful, and it didn't really scream high maintenance. That high maintenance alarm was not going off in someone's head when they walked out. They may go, oh, wow, holy crap, this is going to take every Saturday, three quarters of the day to maintain. No we wanted to keep it somewhere in the mid-range of maintenance something that they could take care of in an hour a week type of thing now all backyard items that i put in or suggested to people all the items were in great shape you didn't have broken down patio furniture you didn't have a water feature that didn't work you didn't have a play area that was falling apart or that the the slide or you know the little climby house or whatever you had is 10 years old and obviously the kids are way too old for it now they haven't used it but you never did anything with it so how do we tweak and reform that so those areas and those things are presentable and we always talked about clutter we always talked about definitive usefulness and and the ability to augment the current scene that we're looking at for another more purposeful and more mass appealing use the front yard should be allowed to burst with form and function and color lots of color everything is about wow factor when you got it up for sale but in all honesty who in the heck doesn't like to have a nice front yard or backyard that's bursting forth with a lot of pretties that's what mother nature invented them for and there's so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds out there that you can usefully use in your own landscape so why not have the best of the best so as a consultant and a designer once again i always suggested consider beds that may be for budgetary. Purposes initially, they are planted, uh, maybe with just shrubbies for now, nicely mulched. Everything looks really good. And then next year, when you're ready to put the sign in the yard, you expand on those and invest in some annuals and perennials and stuff. And not the week of listing. No, we're talking about a month or two prior to the listing. You get back out there and you really kind of doll it up and tastefully doll it up tastefully done not like disneyland okay not overdone you don't have to make it look like a fairy tale you just have to make it look tasteful one of the ways that i used to do it and i mentioned it just a few minutes ago and that's container color especially towards the entry of your front door out in the back patio area out around focal features the color really really bedazzles people it really does the other thing is is most folks will not equate container color with high maintenance they won't they consider stuff in the ground as a permanent thing therefore they're gonna have to do it they're gonna have to weed it they're gonna have to you know switch it out again but most people do not look at it that way if it's in containers plus once you get an offer that you accept and you get through escrow those containers can be emptied or carefully placed and you can take them with you and do it all over again another thing is is when you're designing remember the ease of navigation sounds kind of rudimentary right walking around the landscape but you'd be surprised how hard it is for some people uh, to clutter the place up with too much furniture too many things both for kids for dogs for outdoor entertaining and everything else just like the indoors outdoor areas should have a flow to them that is seamless and easy to walk about therefore walkways are considered to be slightly wider than what most folks think i love four foot walkways furniture if it's going to be used especially in presentation furniture is sparse but present for the idea and focal points whatever they might be are highlighted by color lighting if you're presenting in the evening sound or sight and it's obvious when someone looks at it you don't have to think what were they thinking about this area over here what what is this you never want to put that into a buyer's head okay so ease of navigation walking about is very obvious you don't have to do the sideways shuffle or anything else front back or side yard is easy to get around in now back on the man caves and she sheds those things need to be placed with purpose. ease of accessibility, shall we say. tasteful, not cluttered. you know, if you've used it for work and you've got nine bazillion things in and around it because it's a busy spot Monday through Friday for you, nah, it's all cleaned out. it's kind of gutted. it's got a, a couple things in it that might suggest storage or it might suggest entertainment later on down the road all depends but it's done very very sparsely and let the buyer's creativity come to light not yours because the two might not be on the same planet they really might not okay front yard highlights again they kind of revolve around navigation for not only you but also company and hey look you might be listing it so you're gonna have a lot of company well if people are parking on the street and they have no way to reach your front door except to go in between your two cars that are parked in the driveway because your garage is filled with so much junk or a lot of boxes because you're packing to move and they kind of have to shimmy by your car or they have to step out in the lawn or the planter beds etc. navigation comes in many forms and in the front yard i always suggest a secondary walkway that connects the front entry area to the public sidewalk not your driveway and speaking of driveway it's very easy to throw in an extra three feet or so on either side of the driveway or both so that you have plenty of room and it's visible i would suggest you take one of your cars out of the driveway and park it out on the street maybe a couple doors down when you're when you're showing the property plain and simple plenty of room people can see it they say oh you know we've got three cars our teenage daughter is now driving we need a place to park off the street look hey we can put two cars in the garage and plenty of room out in the driveway. this is how buyers will see your front yard. and then you have it all trimmed out and all the pretties, you know, you're well on your way to a sale. now all of this is somewhat predicated on the size of your landscape and your property and the location and obviously what kind of budget you're going to invest of course this is also not totally applicable if you're in your forever home then do whatever in the hell you want and of course what you can afford you want to have gnome city out in the backyard go have gnome city who cares but if this is your first home or your second home and you know that your work or your your lifestyle and everything is going to take you to one more home And this one's gonna have to be sold. You need to consider it when you're gonna upgrade your landscape. Think about that day the sign goes in the front yard. Now, this whole episode is basically appealing to those folks who are in that first and second home and are considering maybe one more or two more moves up. How to maximize now and then boost your chances later when it comes to that sale time can you get all the money that you're throwing into it now when you sell you know if you throw $10,000 at the backyard and you've cleaned it up and you've you've modernized it a little bit by the time you sell will you recoup that $10,000 or maybe even make a small profit off of it absolutely chances are absolutely landscaping does return A high degree of percentage of your investment dollars. So you can see that a landscape project can have many considerations, more than just your immediate want or needs. Chances are you can have your cake and you can eat it too if you think things out a bit and a little bit of mental telepathy into the future so that you can enjoy what you're investing in now and then when the time comes it's not hard to tweak it just a little bit or shove a bunch of petunias in and around it and everybody will be happy But right now though with that landscape makeover you can provide you and your family hey a little landscape facelift a little more functionality and surround yourself with little better surroundings all the way till sale day and then later on all of your hard work can appeal to those potential buyers down the road with maybe just some small mods here and there. One thing that I have found through experience, not only my own personal experience, but also professional, you might suggest staying away from some landscape investments that have very poor or no return on investment dollars. My experience has shown me that swimming pools, although nice, I've had them, Uh, they don't really add to the value of your home. they really don't. Uh, they're a nicety. and for some people, they scare people. oh my god, you know, i have a toddler. that means i have to put up a fence around it. oh uh, uh, now we have to have locking gates and all the other. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. how about elaborate outdoor kitchens? really good for what you like to do. maybe you like that pizza oven out in the backyard. maybe you like that Big built in smoker that you use two times a month to smoke up a big brisket or whatever. But the masses don't see it that way. They see it as, oh, wow, I'll probably use that once in a decade. Or maybe I'll invite Joe over. Joe knows how to do pizza. Maybe when I see him next spring, he can use it. So it doesn't appeal to the masses. Although I used to put them in people's yards, ponds do not return anything on investment. water features may add to the appeal, but they don't always return on investment when it comes to sale. people don't go, oh my god, a koi pond? perfect! all our four kids and three dogs will just love that. no, not always. someone really has to be into ponds to really love them. another one is play courts. one of my last houses that i had not only had a nice big pool but it also had a half court basketball and it really did not appeal to buyers very much. what one buyer showed me is this and if i could just open up that side yard just a little bit i'd put another garage back here. a garage? the hell you want a garage back here for? this is where our kids and me have had hours and hours of fun over the years shooting baskets and playing horse and two on two etc. why would you want to put a garage back here? You see what i'm saying? so it really does with these little amenities kind of shrinks your buyer's pool a little bit. i think as a potential buyer and as someone who sold many homes and a professional who has dolled up many homes for people who are selling, people want to have space, room to visualize and customize without a huge demolition project long-term vision and especially in this day and age lower maintenance point of view upon initial viewing so if you can landscape with some of these ideas in mind check some of those boxes when you're planning out your landscape makeover chances are you're going to hit a home run when that sign finally has to go in the yard Hey, i hope some of this has helped i really do maybe i gave you an aha moment here and there as always to your landscape success i will see you guys next week thanks for listening and check me out over on the youtube channel comments questions or inquiries can always go to our email youryardcoach at gmail.com and please feel free to go over to the website youryardcoach.com and take a look at some of the things we have some of the things that can help you steer yourself in the designing and construction angle on how to do this yourself the amazon page is always open you can always find us there and a little bit of purchase there hey it helps us out just a little bit (laughs) certainly not a lot but a little bit i appreciate your guys attention and i will see you guys later bye for now (laughs) Hey, friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show, and we'll see you right here next week.